0: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Whom It May Concern, Hood Professionals. I am your host, AP, and this episode, we're going to focus on management. This is for those of you who are new to management, less than six months to a year, for those of you who are a little bit over into it, five years, and for those of you who are seasoned, we're talking... 15 plus years, but this is all about helping you to hone your leadership skills, to pick up some tips that could possibly help you, and to also make you think, which that's what we're all about. Like we always say, this is the podcast where we talk it out to work it out. So here goes. I polled a few people on my Facebook and on my Instagram and also in my personal network and these are some of the things that I came back with also Northeastern University also has some great tips as well and I'm just going to have all of them just meld in or is it meld or mailed? I'm going to I'm going to change the word and say I'm going to have them all meshed in together so Take what you will. I'll expound on some things. Some things I feel like are self-explanatory, but I'll do my best to expound upon each topic. You know that I have really gotten to my groove with my podcast being more concise and to the point, especially because I'm not having as many guests come on this season. I think we may have had maybe one guest this season, maybe. I don't know. But because it's just me, I really just want to make sure that we get to the point. Of course, we always want to have conversation and have fun. But I also want these to be enjoyable podcasts where whether you're driving, you're cleaning, you're working out. I don't know. Do any of you work out to the podcast? Let me know. Hit me up um, on Instagram at TWIMC underscore Hood Professionals. Follow us over there, and just let us know what are you doing most of the times when you're listening to this podcast. I would love to hear it. Also, I know I've talked about it before, but I really am, y'all. I'm really am working on some merch. I am okay, if only in my head, because that is part of the process. What is called the 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 beginning stages, the beginning stages. <laughs> But it's coming, I I definitely have a vision, I see the vision, I believe in it, and I'm going to get my ish together and give you all some merch, and hopefully you you know me, you give it some play, and we can go from there. But without further ado, let's get into the management advice that I received from some of my peers, and also from Northeastern University's website, Dealing on Leadership and Management. Um, Number one, spend time working with coworkers, making sure you know their job and their work style. Um, When issues or problems arise, you can effectively provide feedback and walk them through reaching a resolution, which should build trust. Also providing consistent feedback and transparency, not constant, but consistent. And I feel like with consistency, this should be probably like around, um, with staff meetings. Cause I always believe in staff meetings need to make sense because they do take up a bulk of people's time, depending on how many people you have on staff and or how much your, um, director or supervisor or department chair likes to talk. So we always want staff meetings to be meaningful. And I think that that is a time that you can provide that consistent feedback. You know, that every month, you're gonna sit down with your team, and that is the time that you can give feedback. And if and if there is a time where you need to have one-on-ones, perhaps that is also a time where you can schedule in. Maybe the staff meeting is only for you know in a lot of time, and then after the staff meeting, you can meet with everyone one-on-ones. You can give them feedback, and feedback isn't necessarily always something that someone isn't doing right. Feedback can also be encouragement or. Rec, you know, recognizing your, your staff, recognizing your team. So keep that in mind as well. You don't want every time that someone knows that, oh my God, they want to have a meeting with me. It's about something that they're not doing right. Don't let that be the only time that you're providing feedback. Keep that in mind. Number two, try your best to keep the morale of the workspace high. Encourage them to help as well. This is so important. Uh, It's it's, it's really important that no matter how you feel, when you walk in to to do your job, you need to show up with with, with a positive attitude and a positive air. I make it a practice to walk in to speak to every single person. Here's another thing. Even if people don't speak back, that is not going to dictate or determine my mindset and my outlook in being in in a professional environment and being at work you should practice consistency no matter what because you never know who's looking at you you never know and if you have the the, the audacity and the veraciousness to come in and to and to have a cheerful face and, and a pleasant um, demeanor and always having more kind than negative things to say people take notice of that and that is a that is a, a great example of leadership that your team can model as well. And it it makes people um, more open and you come across more personable and people don't mind uh, having conversation, you starting dialogue with you, bouncing ideas off of you, coming to you for for that feedback, right? So you always wanna make sure that you're helping to keep the morale high and by encouraging others to do that, it can even be, excuse me, small things such as, Maybe you give gift cards out when people do something nice. Maybe you buy lunch sometimes. Maybe you, someone has a really good achievement and you know they like Starbucks and you leave a Starbucks card in their little cubby thing or, or whatever the case may be. And it's not always necessarily a material carrot that you give people, but sometimes, you know, it's the thought that counts. Because as we get older as adults, some of us... Um, May come from backgrounds where that's not necessarily something that we're used to so that when we receive that, that type of um, recognition, it, it matters. Um, Maya Angelou always said, people may forget what you say to them, but they never forget how you make them feel. So remember that. I'm not saying going to work be fake. I'm just saying going to work, looking to be a positive asset rather than negative one. Also. Uh, what's that, that's number, here we go to number four, not rushing to judgment, right, I'm an observer, I like to observe for a whole lot, you, you learn a lot when you observe, right, and and that, and, and you can process things more, rather than just looking at someone at face value, and being like, you know, doing your little computation, your little equations going in front of your face and you're like, okay, I can sum this person up. No, because a lot of times people will surprise you. People will surprise you with, with what they can do and what they can execute and what they can add. If you would only be be willing to give people the benefit of the doubt to see what they can contribute before you just jump right into your own preconceived notions of them. Number five, right? Yeah, attentive to people's feelings and reactions. And I was like, okay, so what do you mean by that? Like, what does being attentive to their reactions um, do? And my friend says, it helps you to identify the directions they may take when facing some particular circumstance. And I was like, that is so true. Because sometimes you can see how other people especially change, right? Change is that really big thing that not everybody necessarily likes. And when you pay attention to how people react to something that like, like change, it really does give, give you a better perspective of when you know that there's a big change coming, perhaps you need to pull Sally aside and have that personal one-on-one to reassure her that this is what is change. You know, You know, like really break it down to her, like what does this change mean as a whole and also what it means individually for her. So I can understand that better now, being attentive to your teammates helps you to know how everybody responds so that if you need to have those one-on-ones, you can have those one-on-ones and then you can also have it, you know, collectively as a group so that everybody knows at the same time and then you can have those one-on-ones to break it down further if need be. Number six, don't take anything personal, right? Right? We tend to carry that energy over into other situations and judge people based off situations that have long expired if there are lingering feelings. I say you have one or two choices. My first thing is to always speak to a mentor or to always speak to a peer who I know has been working in a particular environment longer than I have. Like I have a friend who's been working in corporate for a very long time since she was like 22, 23, and she's about to be you know, a little old, I'm not going to tell her business, however. So, and she's always been working in places where there's just a little bit more stress, a little bit more scrutiny. So I know that I can go to her and ask her specific things and she can help me to really look at it, to really look at it for face value and be like, Hey, you tripping or mm, you may want to update your resume. Hmm. Here's how you can do some conflict resolution. Here are some questions that you should be asking so that you can get to that resolution. So I would say always have some type of mentor or a peer who you you respect their their, their work ethic professionally. Number two, if possible, have the conversation with that person. And it does and, it, and I would say if if you feel like this is someone that is mature enough that you can have the conversation away from work and it's not going to be perceived as something else or if you can have the conversation there at work have it but if but if it's someone that you feel like you're not able to have that conversation I would say depending on the severity of of what it is that you have lingering feelings on possibly you know talk to your supervisor and just ask them how would they approach the conversation or the conflict and, you know, what are some advice they can give you on on how to address it. Number seven, listen and understand what employees perceive as good progress in areas for improvement. Now, I know sometimes it can be hard. Just as as much as it's hard for some people to have confrontation, it is very hard for some of us to be critiqued, i.e. me. It's very hard because sometimes I, I take it personally because you're striving for perfection. Your name is your reputation. Your reputation means a lot to you. So therefore, anything that is synonymous with your name, you take personally, you take a lot of ownership on it. And I think that that's while that's good, that's, also, that's it can also be detrimental in a sense because no one is perfect. No one is perfect and there's always room for improvement. And when someone cares enough, to show you areas in which you could, you know what I mean, that you could excel better because overall it's gonna make you a better person. Really try to take it as a compliment because ultimately this person wants to see you flourish. They wanna see you succeed. And And they know the value that you bring to the team. And they're just trying to help you bring added value not only to yourself but your skill sets as a whole and it could possibly be something where you just kind of like I'm at a loss for words because I really thought I was crushing this shit so then maybe this is a time that you can ask for some type of personal development professional development and see if, if if you know me that's something that your company is able to provide for you and now you have a valid reason I was just giving feedback on this in my mind my perception I thought I was crushing it so because I'm so caught up in that, I'm going to need some further assistance on how I can fully turn this around and pull off this look, right? Right. <laughs> Next, um, ability to deal with changes effectively. We've kind of touched on that all right, um, already. Also, um, start delegating. You know, the... I'll do it myself syndrome. and eh, We're not doing that anymore. You have to delegate because now you're a leader and you're a coach and you need to, and your focus needs to be on helping others succeed, right? So you, now you have to delegate responsibility and Gallup, which is an online source. Look at me. Uh, states that managers are primarily responsible for their employees engagement levels. So You, again, when we talk about building trust, when you delegate tasks and you're you're following up to make sure that your team knows what it is they need to do, they feel confident in what needs to be done. If they need your assistance on it, you're there to give your assistance. You're there to coach them on it, but giving them enough, enough breathing space to trust their legs, to stand on it, to at least attempt the task at hand. Because you, you want to be able to give them that leeway to say, I trust you enough to do it. If I didn't think you couldn't do it, you wouldn't you don't know I mean you wouldn't be on the team. You wouldn't be doing this. This has to be given to someone else. So I trust you enough to do it. I just need you to be confident enough in what you have to execute the plan, to execute the project, to execute the task. And if you need me, I'm here to give you that support, right? Because if your team fails, you as a manager fail as well. So that's the importance of you being able not to always be the I'll do it myself person because how does everyone learn? Because now every time that task comes up, you have no one on your team who can execute the task if it's not you. And I know you wanna take that PTO, and you know you be using your sick days when you really don't be trying to come into the office and deal with people. Period. So you need to be able to have people on your team that can do tasks that that doesn't necessarily need to be done by you. That's why you have a team. You can't do it all. You can't do reports, manage, have meetings, uh, recruit new things and new projects, and learn new information so that you can take it back to your team and, and you know I me mean? and teach it to them. And do all the work. You will burn out, okay? And you will start to resent the workplace environment. Start looking at them like they're lazy and they bump. No, you just need to let go. You need to learn how to delegate. You need to have some trust and some faith in your team that they can do what needs to be done. But they can do it when you encourage them to do it and coach them to do it. So, there's no I in team. It is silent. So... (laughs) You need to learn how to delegate. Next up, we have learn how to address difficult situations. And listen to that most important word, address, right? Addressing is, is to acknowledge that there is a difficult situation and to let it be known. I've noticed that there seems to be, Um, I, I see that there has been a change in, like you're addressing it, letting them know that You know this and you know, now you just need to hear from them what exactly is going on. And when you're practicing being an active listener, when you ask a question, be in the moment. Don't don't, don't zone out. Don't zone out on people because people can pick up on it and they know. And you want people to feel heard. Again, you want to be the manager that your team knows that they can come to you with whatever it it, it has to be going on with them, or going on with the project, or whatever, or the workplace environment, and they can talk to you about what is happening. And then also practice empathy, right? Empathy isn't, oh, it could be worse, or you'll be all right. That's not, that's not being empathetic. That's being passive. It's being very passive, and that's not what you want. When someone builds up the kahunas to come to you and to be expressive and to be vulnerable with whatever it may be, you should count that as as a blessing as, as a manager. Because even if you've reached one person, do well with that one person, they can go back to the team and be like, wow, you know, AP, really? I felt her and, and we were really able to work together to come up with some type of resolution or she was able to point me in, in the right direction right? So we definitely want to practice being active listeners and practice empathy. Empathy is things like, wow, I'm really sorry that you're going through that. And I appreciate you being able to come to me and, and letting me, you know, be aware of exactly what's going on. What is it that I can do to help on this end? Right. Because we don't even mess up again to the nooks and crannies of everything that's going on because some of y'all do be TMI and oversharing like a mofo. Like, please stop, I'm uncomfortable. But sometimes you have to be uncomfortable and be in those moments and really set it in because now you're getting to know a little bit more about your employees, about your team. Now I know Sally is an overshare. I know that if I'm going to ask her what's wrong, she's going to tell me exactly what's wrong. So I need to be prepared to be in the moment, right? I need to be prepared to not be uncomfortable or to be uncomfortable for a little bit. Because I know in the end, that's what she needs to get out so that we can work to a resolution, right? I have to be uncomfortable for a little bit so that she can be vulnerable and at peace and productive when she's at work for the long run. Right? Makes sense, right? I, th- I think it's a fair exchange. I do. Next, acknowledge change relationships. Mm-hmm, honey. I think for me, this is one of the ones that would that definitely hit home. But I also because I know that I am an ambitious person, I just am. I always try to have like, there's some sort of limit that has to be on the relationships in, in the workplace. There's only so much that I'm gonna share about my personal life with my coworkers. That's just what it is. Because I always think about if I am called up, if I am promoted, I don't need you knowing too much. Especially if, if I piss you off because I have to put you on a project or take you off a project or have to give you, a you know, additional tasks or you have to take on some additional work because we have someone to fall off and before we can fill in another person. Now you have to pick this up. Now you got a funky attitude and you're telling people my business. And I just can't have that. So I also stress in people that, yes, your coworkers are cool. And yes, even some of your co-workers do become family, comma, however, or however, comma, I always stress, give people the 90-day probationary period before you get the blab in your mouth and running your business about your personal life and, you know what I mean, the things that you like to do when you're not on the clock. Because you need to be able to fill people out before you start divulging that thing. And relationships do change. Unfortunately, they do have to change in some retrospect. Because now, as a manager, where you once gossip and kiki with one or two employees, now you're looking no hey, Um, you know, we have to find a balance between our friendship and with me being a manager because I want to come across as fair to everyone else on the team and them not think that there's going to be any favoritism because you and I do have a close relationship. So there will be some things that change. Maybe at work we're not eating lunch together like that. Maybe we're not kikiing like we used to. Maybe that's something that we save for after work and we get together. And that's not something that we bring back into the office, but everybody has to know that we hung out, you know what I mean, over the weekend. There's just some things that that just have to change. And it's not because I'm trying to be, you know, now all of a sudden I'm better than you, this and the other. But because I, I want to present a united front. And I want people to feel like, again, it's about building trust for everyone. You want everyone to feel like if they come to you with personal information, that's where it stays. And no one else on the team knows something that's private that's um, a vulnerable moment for them and they feel like well i can't tell ap because she gonna tell christopher because you know they best friends or what have you not no nah. you, you you definitely have to acknowledge that and i would even say you can bring it up in a staff meeting yes i know that beforehand there are some of you who i have very close relationships with and i just want you all to know that going forward there will be a balance between the two. There are some things that you're gonna see change because I want you all to know that I'm a fair person and I'm here for, I'm here for everyone and that whatever you share with me remains between us. Sometimes those are just the things you have to do to clear the air to let people know. And then model that. You can't just say that and not model that behavior. You definitely have to model those type of statements so that people, again, when you build trust, it builds the competence and productivity of your employees, of your team. It does because you don't wanna be the only team in the building who is like falling apart at the seams because everybody is like against each other and talking ish behind each other's back. Like that's not cute at all. It's not cute. So definitely when the relationships have to change, acknowledge them. Again, that's one of those ones where you have that 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 all, all in one staff meeting and afterwards, you have those personal side, you know, one-on-one conversations to let everybody know this is exactly what it is. Um, next, focus on building trust. Been saying that throughout the entire time. That's just, that's important. Again, when there is a level of trust, there is a level of uh, responsibility that people and accountability that people take in their work because the trust is there. I know that if I can make a, if I make a mistake, AP isn't gonna bite my head off. I trust her to be able to redirect me, right? I trust her to. Um, walk with me through the process so that we can we can get to the execution part um, of the task at hand. You want to build that trust because, again, you always want your team to come to you first before they're going out and having conversations with other people. If there's a disagreement, if there's some type of conflict, you want them to know that you are the person that they can come to and together A resolution, a fair resolution, will be reached. Um, Asking for feedback, just as much as you give feedback, I think it's important, again, that you ask for that feedback. People can write it. People can tell you straight up, however the case may be, because in the end, you want to get better as well, Um, especially as a manager. And again, it's that whole critique thing that may be hard for some of us, but again, if people don't care about you, honey, they definitely not gonna tell you how you can be and do better. Because why would they give a ish? I'm trying to stop cussing as much, y'all. So bear with me. Why would they give a ish? Hmm? Why would why would they give a ish on how much they can help you to do better? I'm sorry, y'all. I hit my thumb where I cut myself last night trying to pit an avocado, you ungrateful. Is it a fruit or a vegetable? You ungrateful? delicious thing, and it's just a slight cut, but baby, every time I hit that thumb, I can feel it. Thank goodness it wasn't a deep one, but I digress. And that's when we were talking about the feedback. I'm sorry, it hit. I just hit my thumb and it sent a shiver down my spine. Next, we have find a mentor. I cannot stress this enough. You cannot survive mentally without a mentor in a professional workplace environment i don't care where you work there is someone who has been in your position and gone before you before you and has survived not only survived baby they thrived that's who you want to you know be able to hit up and be like i have a couple of mentors but my my number one mentor whom i love is elgin and i do i reach out to elgin and I ask him the hard questions because I need the feedback. And that is someone who saw me come into the workforce up and up until this time period. And he is someone that I admire and I respect because I've seen him navigate a lot of conflict a lot of conflict, a lot of tension, a lot of people trying to undermine his professionalism and his know-how and his experience. And to see him to have blossomed from that into entrepreneurship and doing his thing and doing it well, his model is exceptional. It is one that I strive to have for myself, and I'm just i'm i'm in awe and i'm so impressed with with just the way he carries himself and just kudos to him just just have to have done wonderful things to go from working in places as a sales associate to to management to director and then you know entrepreneurship ownership is it's 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 a story, right? It's a storytelling moment. Um, Lastly, don't let yourself get discouraged. I know it gets hard. It definitely is always hard when when you have to deal with multiple people, multiple personalities, even if it's just a team of um, you and one other person, or you, you have a small team of three, four, five, under 10. Anything over 10, God bless you. Okay, God bless you because that is a lot. That is a lot of that's that's a lot of personalities to manage, and you're one person, and that's a lot to juggle, right? That's 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 a lot of active listening, that's a lot of trust building, that's a lot of coaching, that's a lot of delegating, that's a lot of consistent feedback, that's a lot, that's a lot of modeling. It is a lot, right? And so I just say kudos to you and sending out positive vibes that you are getting paid well, <laughs> you are taking lots of vacation, and that you are finding ways to leave that shit at work. I'm sorry, I just had to go ahead and say it. When work is over with, you're being able to leave that shit right at work where it belongs. Because all those voices, because I know I can come home from work And sometimes it's just from clients and coworkers and my director. Sometimes I can still hear their requests in my head. I'm just going through my head, like checking stuff off. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. So I can only imagine 10 plus employees that you have to manage. But just again, this is what this podcast was created for. At first, it was created in frustration from a toxic workplace that I was working in. And I'm no longer there. Look at the deliverance of the Lord. And now I'm in a workplace right where I feel like I'm thriving. I'm, I'm coming into, I'm coming into the full body of my career and, and where it is I want to go and with the trajectory of my professional career. Is it working for someone else for the rest of my life? It damn sure it's not. But for the time being, I'm going to use where I am to get to where I want to be. And I encourage you all to do the same. Thank you so much for tuning in. You know you appreciate the listenerships. So don't act like that? Make sure you come back. Make sure you're sharing. Make sure you're having conversations about things. If you want to add to this list, again, be sure to go over to us on Instagram at TWIMC underscore hood professionals. You can also catch us on WordPress at wordpress. .com. Yes, it has been a while since we've put a, a, a blog on there. Honey, I'm busy, okay? I'm busy. And I be tired. You're going to be tired, okay? They've been making me work the full eight hours. Like, the... real ghetto. I don't even be liking it. But also pushing to get the podcast out, get some spotlights, doing more and more because i enjoy this i enjoy having these conversations with you all and i I hope that you all enjoy tuning in and listening Till next time i wish you great mental health i pray that you have affirmations that you're using every day let me let me leave you with one i am capable i am intelligent I'm a ball of positive energy. I am love. I exude love. I give love. I am worthy of love. My value is high. My energy is high. And the love that I give, I also receive. Okay? Till next time. Take care of you. Take care of yours. Peace.